Could the Cowboys sign Von Miller to replace Randy Gregory? And how much interest do the Cowboys really have in Bobby Wagner? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Layden McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Layden, let's start with this. Uh, Vaughn Miller reportedly has some interest in the Cowboys to replace Randy Gregory. Are you interested? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Von Miller is a guy that, you know, comes into the playoffs last year and plays as well as anybody in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, showing that he still has plenty left, it feels like. Um, you know, I think you could make an argument that Randy Gregory is a better, you know, signing for the Cowboys of the deal that he was signing at. But if you're talking about somebody who could be better immediately next year and maybe the next the year after that, I mean, I think that Von Miller is a guy that should be considered. He's uh, he's obviously still incredibly skilled, uh, and it's and it's sort of it's sort of like Demarcus Lawrence in the sense that um, you know he 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 has a game that is built on technique and 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 ability. Uh, Von Miller started out very much as a physical freak. There's no way around it. But as his game has kind yeah. of aged, he's really really developed a lot, and that's why he has that uh, kind of pass rusher school, which is like the kind of answer to. Uh, uh, what Duke Merriweather and the folks did the O line, and actually, I think that's actually an answer what Von Miller was doing, if I'm, if I'm yeah, mistaken. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think you know he has good technique that will age well. His explosiveness and and some of that stuff will start to taper off as he gets older, but he still has what uh, the the, the skill set to kind of continue to thrive in the NFL. All right, you know me. Let's let's start with the negative first, and then we'll get to the reasons why this <laughs> uh, would make sense, right? Yeah. Comparing him to to Randy Gregory, who's gone, not coming back, like. There's not going to be this 11th hour deal that happens. I don't see that happening. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He is three years older. He turns 33 yeah. here in March. Um, I, it wouldn't shock me if he costs more. And it's not a guarantee that even if the Cowboys want him, that they could get him, right? Like, yep. I think there's still interest for him to go to back to the Rams now that they freed up some money. I think the Browns are really aggressive. So, it's a little harder for the Cowboys to get him. The benefit, though, is he's actually been pretty durable. Like 2020, he missed the whole year due to an injury. I get that, right? I think it was a preseason, was it an ACL injury, right? I think something yeah. like that. But yeah. since 2014, in every season in which he's been available, he's played at least 15 games. And that's one thing that Randy Gregory doesn't have for him is when he was, even when he was eligible to play, he missed a lot of time with knee injuries, calf injuries. Von Miller does a pretty good job of staying on the field. Yeah, I think that that's fair criticism, and, and, and that's fair on both sides, the plus and the minuses. You know, I mean, I, he is older. Uh, we are talking about a 33-year-old player. He's probably going to be pricey considering you're, you're not signing him to a huge long-term deal likely. Um, and that's another so- thing that's a negative for him, right? The, the Part of the reason why the Gregory – deal was so appealing for Dallas is it was a five-year $70 million deal where you could spread the cap hit. My guess is Vaughn is only going to sign a one- or two-year deal wherever he Probably. goes. 
probably. Or I mean, maybe maybe he's willing to play ball a little bit and, and sign a three year deal, knowing that he's only going to play two or something like that. I mean, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think the appeal for Vaughn here is obviously he's a Dallas guy. He grew up a Cowboys fan. He grew up a Demarcus Ware fan. Demarcus Ware was on Instagram very publicly, yeah. uh, trying to yeah. get him to come to Dallas, and Vaughn gave some eyeball emojis, if I'm not mistaken, or at least commented on it on the the post. Uh, Parsons is is pushing pretty hard for him, as well as another guy that we'll talk about in a second. Um, so I think that you know there is some, and, and like I said, he beyond all those things, he also owns a, a, a ranch, if I'm not mistaken, not too <laughs> yeah. far from Frisco. Yep. So, uh, he, you know, there's, there are he things lives in tying Dallas. him here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in Dallas. Uh, so there are definitely things that are tying him there that, that could give the Cowboys a benefit. Um, and, you know, I think for the Cowboys, uh, it, it would definitely be a, a knight in shining armor riding in at, at a time when they most need it. And, uh, you know, Von Miller is a guy that since he's a Dallas guy, I've always watched with like, oh, one day, one day, right? He's a huge uh, Cowboy fan. He even talked yeah. about like I remember during the 2011 draft, like his dream was to be a Dallas Cowboy, and he was openly campaigning to fall into the draft so the Cowboys could take him. I believe at pick nine, never happened. But. That was not gonna happen. Yeah, uh, and and I listen. Let's make the dream come true. Honestly, I, I I'd be excited about getting him on this team. Uh, I was going to make a really bad comp about like if a girlfriend breaks up with you and this an- another girl just walks through the do- door that happens to be prettier, but we're both married. So I can't really. That's, that. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. The wives may watch this. Uh, one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if let's say if Von Miller does sign with the Cowboys, how would he fit into Dan Quinn's defense? Oh, he fit right in. I mean, he, I mean, he play a four three def- right end. You know, I mean, which some people He'd stand commented. up, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, exactly. He doesn't. I mean, they already have tried different times to get their defensive ends to stand up, so that that works. Uh, you know, there's been some talk about the can he play full time defensive end? Yeah, absolutely. That's not a problem. The, not, you know, yeah. what he does as a pass rusher obviously translates, and he's a very strong run player as well. So, uh, you know, we're talking about a guy that's skill set is up there with the best in the league. So I just want to let people remember that the, the Falcons under Dan Quinn played Vic Beasley, who was like 230 yeah. pounds at that same spot. Yeah. So I think Von Miller will be fine. Yeah. And again, I, I think all these guys are going to get heavily rotated anyway. So uh, it, I think it would be a fantastic fit. There's not a fit problem here at all. Yeah. Now, do you think the Cowboys would be in position to like, if they sign Von Miller, they could maybe limit his snaps a little bit by using Basham or Golston yeah. as like a base defensive end just to try to keep his snaps down. Because even with the Rams, he played a pretty heavy amount of snaps. He was playing 79% of the defensive snaps for the Rams. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Rams had to have him play that kind of snap Probably. count because they are a top, very, extremely top-heavy team. And say what you will about the Cowboys – they do have pretty decent depth at some of these spots, you know, so they do have bodies that they can throw at those spots on early downs. If they don't want to use Von Miller and, yeah. you know, first and second down early in the game or something, they can throw Chauncey, Chauncey Golson out there. They can throw Basham out there. You know, they, they, I'm sure will draft another defensive end at some point as well. So, you know, and again, obviously Parsons is going to take some snaps at, at the position as well. So there are definitely going to be people that are going to be there so that he doesn't have to play a lion's share of the, of the snaps, uh, if they don't want it to, just if they were looking to kind of preserve his body a little bit. So the end of the season, uh, just really quickly, kind of tying a bow on this. What's the right amount of money for Von Miller? Let's assume it's a two year deal that he wants. Uh, 
15, 16 yeah. million a year. That's what I was exactly going to say, honestly. I think 15, 16 is probably what you're looking at. And, and it's more than what you were paying for Randy, obviously, but you're also like probably getting better immediate returns. Uh, but it is probably more than you wanted to pay, but it's kind of, you know, what the cost is uh, when you miss out on the chance to, with Randy Gregory. So I think they'll have to pay it. Yeah. I mean, if he's anywhere similar to the player that we saw in the playoffs where he had four sacks in the, the four games that he played, who cares if it's 14, up. 15, 16, 17, it, it doesn't matter. If you're getting that type of player, he can transform your defense. It's just, will he want to come to Dallas? I, I, I honestly don't think the money is the problem. I think the Cowboys are scrambling a little bit here. I think they're willing to pay him as much as any other team. It's just, Will he want to come to Dallas or does he like living in LA or does he want to go play somewhere with uh, on a different team? We'll see. Uh, one last veteran guy I wanted to ask you about before we take a break, Bobby Wagner. We, we've talked yeah. about him before. We did a whole show just a few days ago. Uh, Mike Fisher, our buddy said that the Cowboys have been in contact with him. They have offered him a contract. Uh, now he didn't say what the contract is, but is that still something you're still open to? Yeah, I mean, if he's interested, I think, you know, look, I mean, you couldn't have a better pair of, of mentors. And, and I think this is kind of why he was advertising for it. You couldn't have a better pair of mentors for for uh, for Parsons than Bobby Wagner and Von Miller. I mean, like, you know, teach, my, my feeling is you probably can't get both. though. You can get. One. Yeah, I mean, I think that that would be uh, that would be foolhardy. I mean, 15 to 16 million dollars for Randy Gregory probably makes it prohibitive to sign. Uh, uh, you know, Wagner, but I think if you were able to get both, that would be an incredible coup. Uh, I, uh, yeah, definitely would prefer Von Miller, uh, to Wagner just, just because I think obviously the positional value. Uh, but I, you know, if, if they're able to, if something somehow the Von Miller plan doesn't work, they go to decide to go another route with defensive end, uh, I'm certainly not going to be upset if Wagner comes in as, as the guy to kind of be that. Leighton Van Der Esch replacement, the other guy to kind of yeah. help Parsons develop in that role. I mean, theoretically, what you could do is let's say you miss out on Yvonne and you want to pay Wagner again. I'm just throwing numbers out. Let's say it's 10 million a year for Wagner. That's what I was thinking yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You could take the other, let's say somewhere between four to six million dollars in savings and spend that on a Melvin Ingram, who got yep. a very similar deal last year, or a Justin Houston. If you just want a veteran out there that still can rush the passer a little bit. Maybe, maybe you go up and pay for Jadavian Clowney, which is probably a little bit closer to 10, but there are still options out there, just maybe not as young or as productive as Randy Gregory. That's all. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, this is just my take, but I'm not trying to pay a bunch of money for uh, win late in the snap pass rushers. If, if that makes sense, the, yeah. the, the way the game is moving, you know, there's less time to attack the quarterback. They're trying to get the ball out quicker, quicker. So again, we're going to put a high premium on guys who can win quickly in the pass rush game. Cause otherwise, you know, there isn't a ton of a point. You're just not going to get a lot of opportunities as a pass rusher. If your game is built on outlasting the offensive tackle. I kind of like Jadavia Clowney for Dallas though, a little bit. Just a little bit. I, but, but see, I like him if you didn't – if you let Demarcus Lawrence go. Like, to me, he – like, those are some more similar players, you know, where they're creators, but, like – and other people produce off of them. I'm just but afraid – You can do some fun slanting stuff with him. It's my, it's my thing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm not, I'm not against it. I, I just yeah. think he's more of a, a left in, and I think you need at least one more guy who can win fast. You know, Fair instead enough. of just Parsons. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournaments are finally upon us. From all of the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports spending needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. A couple things that we, sh- we should talk about before we get too far into free agency. The NFL announced uh, comp picks yesterday. And yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but the Cowboys were surprised that they got an extra one. Uh, they actually got uh, two fifth-round picks, picks 176 and 178, thanks to Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods oh. ended up playing, uh, I believe, like 98% of the snaps for the Vikings. And his minimum contract got boosted up a little bit because of some incentives, uh, which gave the Cowboys an extra fifth-round pick. So uh, really? Xavier Woods, the sixth-round pick that keeps paying dividends for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it was pretty funny when you saw the announcement come down that he had signed his new deal. They said former Dallas Cowboys safety yeah. Xavier I hope we get Woods. Which, again for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> they should get double up, right? That'd be amazing. Uh, you know, I don't know that they uh, uh, they give comp picks based on any kind of press formula. So, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate because the Cowboys so, would rule the day. Point. <laughs> uh, so the Cowboys now have four fifth round yeah. picks they have all their mm-hmm. original picks they moved up in the sixth round a little bit the only one they don't have is a seventh round pick seventh, for yeah. is, i believe it was a trade for eli akanu yep akanu yeah. yep, um, yep can i make a prediction with these these fifth round picks right now yeah yeah they're going to use two or three of those fifth round picks to go from pick 29 which is their fourth round pick up to the top of the fourth round to get a player that they like i'm just going to go out and it's what they yeah. do every year, right? They almost traded up last year to go get Jabril Cox. Uh, they they were very happy to get Tony Pollard a couple of years ago in the fourth round. I think that's probably the plan here. But yeah, I mean the Cowboys, you know, are really good in drafting in that kind of area. Uh, the fourth, fifth round, not third, so fourth, much. not not the fifth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think the idea is is that they they you know they like to get a little bit closer up to the top where they have confidence in the targets that they're getting. You know, they have you say what you want about the Cowboys front office they still have one of the best scouting departments in the entire NFL. And I think they like to take advantage of it in those middle rounds where they feel like they have better information than everybody else. And, and I got a feeling that fourth round at the very top is going to be the one where it's loaded with linebackers, right? There's going to be two or three linebackers that fall into that range. Uh, and if the Cowboys don't, you know, invest in it early, you might be able to get a Jabril Cox level player again this year. And if it's Cox and it's Parsons, and let's say it's, Chenning Tindell from Georgia, just for example. I can live with that. Like I think yeah, that, absolutely. That's uh, all right. Let's talk about free agency. It officially kicks off today at 4 p.m. Eastern time. What would you like to see the Cowboys do over the next week or two? <sighs> well, I would love to see them sign Von Miller. I mean, I think we talked about that. But I also, obviously, outside of that, I think the, the other targets that they need to hit, they've signed Hooker. So I think they also still need to go out and get Curse. That would be great. I don't know if it's also possible to get a cheap uh, free agent left guard uh, or a guard of some sort, but I think it would be 
it would be good for the Cowboys to try to find somebody there that they could feel comfortable about plugging in so they didn't feel like they had to re- uh, draft a offensive lineman at 24. I just don't know if the money is going to be enough that they can get all of these things. I think, and if I'm prioritizing, I'm prioritizing defensive end, re-signing curse. And then if, if we can find a guard, if not, I mean, you know, you, you maybe you wait for someone to get cut. Maybe you try to free up yep. some more room. Uh, I think those are the things that immediately you, you want to see. Uh, and then if, if there's a wide receiver, uh, uh, you know, deal to be made, whether that's in free agency or whether that's in a trade, you know, because of someone that's being released because of free agency. I think the Cowboys should keep their eyes out on that. And if there's someone that's a good fit for what they're looking for, that can be had for, for a relatively cheap price. uh, I think that that's something that we should look out for as well. Let's, let's start at receiver because this market has basically come to a screeching halt after Zay Jones signed a three-year, $30 million deal, which... I think, I think, real quick, I think everyone's just in shock that, uh, that that uh, what's his name, turned down a $23 million deal from... Uh, Adam turned down a $23 million a year deal from the Packers, and and now no one knows what the market is anymore. You know, yeah. it's just... It, it, there's such, like, a weird cognitive... Like, there's not cognitive dissonance, but, like, a, like a separation between, you know, the top-end guys and, like, that kind of second tier, and there's really been no you know, bridge between the two. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's made the market very, very weird. Well, what I found is if you are fast, you're going to get gobbled up quickly in free agency. And I, I really think that's why Christian Kirk got paid so much is there's just Maybe. not very many guys in the NFL that are good receivers and running the four fours. Yeah. And everybody else, like I think Allen Robinson, who was clearly a better player than Christian Kirk might go for like $8 million less just because he's not fast, right? Yeah. And you're looking at the market now between Allen Robinson, Odell has the ACL problems, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, James uh, Jameson Crowder, Keelan Cole, A.J. Green, Adam Humphreys, Jarvis Landry, like all of these guys are sitting out there because no team wants to spend more than five or six million on a four or five guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because I, I mean, just because out of morbid curiosity, I would like to have seen what Cooper's market would have been like in the middle of this, because I feel like he's caught right in between the middle of those two groups, right. Where he's probably a faster athlete than the rest of those guys. Right. But he's not a burner necessarily. He's not like a, uh, you know, an elite deep speed guy. Uh, yep. So it, it would have been interesting to see if he would have found like a real weird sweet spot in the middle of these kind of two sections of wide, what? wide, free agent wide receivers. Well, it's why it makes no sense that Christian Kirk, Chark, and Zay Jones were the first three receivers off the board. I mean, all those guys are the, fast, the Zay, the, like, good. We have to throw the Jaguar stuff I out the window, as far as I'm concerned. They basically clearly said, "Hey, we want to spend." Forty million dollars on two receivers or whatever it is, and and or three receivers or however many they signed, uh, they felt like they absolutely needed to get somebody that had skins on the wall to kind of give Trevor Lawrence a chance. Uh, and and you know I, I man, they made some very poor money decisions as far as I'm concerned. And and frankly, I, I honestly wonder if the wide receiver agents weren't all just like, hey, let's keep our powder dry until Jacksonville signs some of these guys because oh, yeah, that, I mean, that's really going to help drive up the price on the, on the rest of us. It's just so weird. Russell Gage gets three years, $30 million from Tampa Bay, and he was a 
borderline starting receiver for the Falcons, and he gets paid before some of these other. I just it's it's it's, it's funny because Russell Gage is like the perfect example of someone that a lot of NFL wide folks would be saying, "Hey, Russell Gage is a name to look out because you're going to get a great deal on a good yeah. receiver." And then he gets a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Like, that's not a great deal. That's that's like a that's an overpay for a guy that you were hoping to get a, a discount on. Right? Yeah, I think if somebody told you he signed two years, eight million, you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. That's yeah. a good deal. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah. And and that's the thing, right? You hear his and that's how it, it kind of works, right? Is that like you hear his name as a potential uh, uh guy that you could get for a, a good guy that you could get for really cheap, and then suddenly he's getting like, you know, starting wide receiver money like wide receiver two money out of out the market and you're like well that's not exactly what we were talking about when we brought him up up front we were talking about him in the context of a cheap deal these guys are getting i mean you know zay jones is another guy right like i mean geez like that that deal is absolutely absolutely the raiders were trying to trade him at the deadline and his cap number was five hundred thousand, and they would have taken a six-round pick for him you wait. What is Jacksonville thinking? <laughs> you wait seven weeks and he becomes a free agent, and all of a sudden he's a twenty million dollar guaranteed receiver. I, what happened between free agent or from the trade deadline to the end of the season? Nothing. Nothing. And and he's a good like he's a, you know he's he's had some off field issues too, like some other he's had issues as well. So like yeah. the fact that he's able to get that kind of Not money, it's that. just unbelievable, man. It's just it's shocking. Yeah, uh, there'll be values at the wide receiver room. We just have to wait probably. A month from now, maybe two yeah. months. We'll see how that plays out. Um, all right, some guards that are out there. You mentioned that as a spot. It's not great. Andrew Norwell, Trey Turner, who's really a right guard. Quentin Spain, who was not good for the Bengals last year. Eric Flowers was released today by the Washington Commanders. It's going to take me forever to get used to saying that. Nope. The guard market's pretty rough. Richie Incognito, Will Hernandez, Hernandez, uh, I would take as a body, uh, you know, but I, I mean, I'm not looking at Hernandez as my solution to the, the guard position. And, and also, I don't know how well he fits really what we try to do. I mean, he has 56 starts under his belt. It's only 26, no, but the Dallas guys love him too. I mean, he, I know he worked out with uh, Tyron Smith and uh, Zach Martin, I think, before he came into the draft, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, maybe, maybe that's a, a stopgap option to get you to the draft. Maybe that's not all that surprising. I don't think any of these any of these guys are anyone that that should prevent you from thinking about drafting a guard, you know. But I mean, I think that you should try to get somebody in so you're not being held hostage. Unless your idea is that, oh, if we don't draft someone, Connor McGovern's your starting left guard, which I didn't like that when I saw last year. Uh, The only other spot that I'd like to see the Cowboys be aggressive in, I mean, assuming they bring back J. Ron Curse, which I think they will. uh, Yeah, linebackers, we'll see is the interior defensive line because I think there's some good guys out there. I'm just going to read yeah. just some, some names that are available. Some of these guys are going to be more expensive than others, but Akeem Hicks, Calais Campbell, Linval Joseph, I still think can play a little bit, Sheldon Richardson, Maurice Terse. The Dominican Sue do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy that consistently is signing one-year deals and playing all yeah. the way through them, despite all of us saying that it's not that it's not going to happen this year. It's not going to yeah. happen this year. So, uh, yeah, I'll take my one-year deal with Dominican Sue as he makes makes his tour around the NFL. Uh, how about if you want a true nose tackle, Eddie Goldman? Uh, only, only twenty-eight years old. Did he? I I thought he was signing with Baltimore. Did uh, he? Did he, he met with Baltimore. 
uh, but they didn't he got cut, so he can actually go on visits and stuff. But he met with Baltimore. So yeah, I mean, I, he was the guy that I pointed out when he's 28. Is that what you said? Only 28. Uh, yeah, he's. I, I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, and, and apologies, but I, I think he's dealt with some injury stuff, and so it's kind of it's weighed on him a little bit. But a I, little I, bit. So I mean, over the last four years, he's still played 60 games. He's missed like two, one or two games every season. But that's I'm interested. It, it depending on what the number is, like I think yeah. he definitely is a fit for what you are missing on this team. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I I think defensive tackle is just name just based on the names you've given me, and I know that I might not. Ionitis just got released by the Commanders yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched his 2021 tape, but I mean, just knowing him from previous years, I'd I'd be interested if it's some anything similar to his you know his earlier tape. So it does feel like there is some uh, a good market for the defensive yeah. tackles, specifically what you're trying to look for is more of a kind of a one technique nose tackle type. And I'll even read you a couple other names. Quentin Jefferson is a, like a three technique that can play a little bit defensive end if you need them. Uh, Brent Urban, Carlos Watkins, Christian Covington, three former Cowboys. Danny Shelton out there if you're just looking for a one technique. Mm. Uh, he's at least interesting. Jerron Reed, we know the Cowboys had some interest there a couple years ago. Uh, I'm sorry, Larry Ovenjoy, I signed with the Bears already. Yep. Uh, Malik Jackson. There's Brandon Williams. There's William Golston, who played for the the Bucks last year. It's just a really deep spot, and the Cowboys don't need really numbers there. They just need one more guy to pair with Tristan Hill, Oso Digizua, Neville Gallimore. One more of those guys, and I think you're pretty good in the defensive tackle spot. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I think you have numbers there. It's just you'd like to add a little bit of talent at the top. Yeah. So let's go get me Hakeem uh, Hicks. Go get me Eddie Goldman. Somebody like that. And the Cowboys would be doing very, very well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar. Uh, this time of year, almost everybody has already given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but they have 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Uh, they've got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Last thing I wanted to talk about today it has nothing to do with free agency and nothing really to do with the Cowboys, but I just wanted your thoughts. Uh, it was announced today that Joe Buck is officially leaving Fox to go to ESPN to join uh, Troy Aikman. Does that bum you out a little bit considering how many big Cowboy games Buck and Aikman have done before? Oh no, you did this without knowing my take on this, did you? Oh, I, I don't oh. know. Oh, I hate Joe Buck, man. I oh, uh, listen. Really? Here, like, yes. Here, I, I, I just don't. I've I've always felt like uh, he is more than other teams gone out of his way to try to dig at, out the Cowboys, uh, and that it's actually rubbed off on Troy Aikman to a certain degree. Oh, yeah. I, I, Troy I, look, goes way too far the other way, right? He, he doesn't I, I, want to appear biased, right? I I think yeah. I. I'm just not a huge fan. I mean, you know, he you're right in the sense that he has it is it is kind of a bummer that he has done all these Cowboys fans over the year, all these Cowboys games over the years. And now he's kind of that likely is going to change a lot just because, you know, the Cowboys won't be as frequently with Troy, Troy and Buck. 
but I, I mean, I think the problem is, is that I'm old enough to remember a time before uh, Joe Buck. Yeah, and you, so I, mean, I, I remember Summerall and Madden. And, and so I, I'm, I'm there with you as well. I, I think that he's, he's fine. You know, I, I think he gets way overrated by a lot of folks because he's gotten a lot of these jobs, you know, because his dad was a famous announcer too. So <laughs> do you like him on ESPN though? Cause I actually, I actually really do like Aikman a buck on ESPN. It makes it feel like those games are going to be a little bit more important. I, I will a hundred percent agree with that. I, I, I do think that this is the first time seemingly in a while that they have a, what would be called a prestige group at the Monday night football game. You know, it's just competent group they've had in a long time. Yeah. And, and, and look, I, I mean, I don't personally love, I don't mind Joe Buck. It's just, I am very tired of those two doing 90% of the Cowboys games to the point where I don't even listen to like, I'm a, I'm a guy that does the the radio. I listen to Brad Sham and and, uh, Babe Laufenberg. So uh, I, 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 I'm not going to miss them terribly much. Uh, but I do think, yeah, I, I will agree that it is definitely an upgrade for uh, for the ESPN. Yeah, see, I yeah, I might be wrong, but I, I kind of like Buck and Aikman. And I, it felt like a big game when they were doing the Fox. Fox uh, was it America Game of the Week is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, America's Game of the Week. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked them. I was getting – I started to really like Buck the last, last couple of years. And now, I I mean, I don't know who Fox's number one crew is going to be. Probably is it Burkhart and Greg Olson. I just I don't know if it's going to carry the same weight for Cowboys. Yeah, it it may not it, look. It, it may not be as good, but uh, I'm certainly I'm ready for a change at this at this point. Let's put it that way. Uh, so, did you see that Amazon? <laughs> I believe Amazon's going to have Kirk Herbstreet and I think yeah. it's Al Michaels that they're going after. Yeah, uh, they, you, you know. know well, I think that Amazon clearly has a lot of money. You know, <laughs> they're they're just dumping and dump tracks wherever they. I can. like Kirk Herbstreet though. I think he's good. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that he's had some takes that have been, nah, I mean, but I like him as a, we all, as a play we all by play guy. Yeah, <laughs> cheers to that. Uh, yeah, I, no, but I think that he's, I think he's a good uh, color announcer and, and I, I do, uh, I do appreciate his commentary when, when I watch games when he's on. Al Michaels is still the best play-by-play guy, though. It's no, uh, yeah, it's again, no, another guy whose takes I, I don't I don't care for, but is absolutely one of the best in what he does. No it's doubt. nostalgic for me because I can remember listening to Al Michaels when I was a little tiny kid watching the game. Yeah. So it's something comforting about his voice. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nostalgia, right? And and I yeah, think that's that's good. that's a certain degree what happens with 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 I think some of the younger viewers with with Buck and Troy Aikman is that that's all they've known, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think it's that's always a, it's a big deal to me when uh, Buck and Aikman would do a Quincy Carter game. That's when I knew the Cowboys were good. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Did to bring up Quincy Carter's name? Yeah. Let uh, uh, me just take this opportunity to say more people should go to the extra effort to listen to the Babe and and uh, yes and and yes. I'm totally like Brad Brad and Babe on, Brad on the radio. Yeah. Brad Brad Sham to me is is the best at what at what they do. So uh, I, I love that crew. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I'm, I'm glad I surprised you with the joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with maybe some free agency news from the Cowboys. Probably not, but we'll we'll see. Uh, Follow the show on YouTube, Locked On Cowboys. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.